Wash your hands, wash your hands. Everybody should wash your hands, do the wash your hands dance. <laughs> So, how have you been social distancing? Oh my gosh, I have actually been quite successful. Um, I, in fact, we were we chuckled to ourselves that uh, you know there's often those um, articles that are about uh, you know how to be more extroverted and like everybody's got to be more extroverted. You got to have more friends. You got to go out more. Right. You got to be like you know more out. And yes. then it's like ha. Now we get to write the articles about how to be introverted See, and you guys get to, I'm going, get to enjoy, you know, the people who, you know, just don't mind a little bit of alone time. Like, I mean, I don't I'm mind an extroverted a little person. Bit of a, I'm an extroverted introvert, I guess. See, I don't mind a little bit of alone time, but this has been a week and it's been a long week. I don't, I can't tell you what day it is at this point. I am so confused. And social distancing for me. It's just day. It doesn't have to be what day it is. It's just day. All social distancing has done for me is it's given me a lot of time to play Animal Crossing. It's given me a massive allergy attack from mowing my lawn. Oh, no. And some flat pack furniture made a fool of me today. So that's how social Uh distancing is going for me. (laughs) Uh Uh-oh. Oh, I've been having, I've been like, I've taken care of the yard and I've gotten like a whole lot of things done around the house. It's super clean. So like, I'm, I'm trying to be very positive and, and really enjoying this time that I get to like spend on the house. Cause I, I know I am one of the fortunate few that like <clears throat> still has a, you know, I, I get to work remote. Yeah. I have a job uh, so through I. this and stuff. So if you did lose your job, I am, oh gosh, we are I, so I hope sorry. we're going to be on the other side of this very quickly. And I yeah. hope that, you know, we can adapt and to this new digital world, you know, I really lucked out that I already had a little media empire here in right. my, uh, in my house. So yeah, no, um, I got really lucky too, that I was, you know, I'm able to work from home as well. You know, like, yeah, I just have to rely on a very, very not great VPN, but you know, if it works, I get in and I can get my job done. But yeah, but yeah, yeah. other than that, yeah, I've just been, I've been playing so much animal crossing. Like I really grinded hard on that. Uh, that was a lot of fun. Yeah. Like I said, I mowed my lawn yesterday. Um, it, it really like, so it was the first lawn mowing of the year. So everything's in bloom. So my seasonal allergies are already upset, but then it's the first time mowing my lawn after it's been raining all winter. So there's all Uh-oh. sorts of mildew and stuff in the grass and everything. Uh-oh. So it's like, it all kicked up no. at once. And I had oh. such a major allergy attack that it's like I my eyes were running, my nose was running, I was coughing and wheezing, had a massive headache and like full oh, body no. chills and had to just like lay down on the couch and pass out for four hours. It was it was oh, not no. pretty. <laughs> oh, ouch. Oh, so, what a day. Yeah. Oh, no. And that's not a way to get things done. No, I did get it no. done, though. Good. I'm glad you got it done. That's good. <laughs> just went out with a little bit more protection next time. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yep. So. Oh, gosh. Oh, gosh. Yeah. I uh, uh, I actually went out and pulled weeds out of the rocks. Like, it's so funny because I feel wow. like I still have to work. So I still have the same amount of time technically that I would normally do. Right to do this and stuff but it's that 
Like you can't leave your house after work, so you're bored. Yeah, yeah. But but it's but it's like so. I still have the time. I still have the same amount of time that I normally would. I just guess I have the the will to actually take care of the space right. that I'm working in. I guess. So you've been <laughs> you've been playing Animal Crossing real life then. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> you yeah, go pull yeah. re- pull weeds and move rocks and stuff like that. So yeah, I, I get yeah. it. Yeah. Exactly. And uh, so, yeah, I'm playing real life uh, um, Animal Crossing, nice. but, uh, which I wouldn't mind playing, but I don't have a Switch. So uh, I, and I don't really have the money to spend on it right now. That's I'm fair. been spending it on groceries. Yeah, it's totally and, fair. Oh, my God. Why I'm so late today. I'm so sorry I'm so late today. It's because we've been trying to chase down the toilet paper fairy. Guys. Oh, my God. Stop, stop hoarding toilet paper. With, oh, God. Some guy it's did so the math. Irritating. And it's like if you got like eight packs of like eight rolls of toilet paper, you would have to like poop like over a 100 oh times God. a day to use it in a normal amount of time. It's like it's- you don't need this much toilet paper. The 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 coronavirus has nothing to do with bowel movements. No, and you know, it's like, I've got enough to like get by for now, but it's like eventually I'm gonna have to yeah. track down some toilet paper. Yeah. It's like, oh, this is oh, okay. So yeah, hopefully paper. we were we're really hoping that this like calms down soon. <sighs> Just settle down. Maybe I'll Please. I'll have to see. I, we haven't had any toilet paper around here either. Once again, I also have enough to get me by for now, but when will I need it? I don't know. But it's like. I'll keep looking. If I find any, I'll mail you some. Please. I'll mail you a few rolls if I find some. I'm ready to like call work and be like, hey, guys. So, you know, uh, this exchange, you know, I would be there normally. I would be using toilet paper. Can you guys just send me the toilet paper that I would be using had I been there? Just a roll is fine. We'll just call it even. Are you guys out of paper towels still, too? We're okay on. Well, I mean, we're all right on paper towels. I, I mean, had to just get the, like as far as like, the like grocery stores go. Do you no, guys no none out. of those either? Yeah, paper out. towels. We and found one. Towels, and I was like, I don't need it right now. I'm okay. So yeah, paper towels, it. toilet paper, and bread are gone like everywhere. Everywhere. Luckily, we've been okay on bread, but yeah. So yeah, hey guys, let us know what uh, what your place looks like. You know what's right? going on with the COVID. You know, let us know um, how your area is dealing yeah. with the apocalypse yeah let us know <laughs> what's what are your thoughts so, yeah um yeah so let's uh is it time to shake a coin yeah let's go ahead and flip that penny I bet, for our I bet these poor people are like man they're just thoughts. like yucking it up like they haven't seen each other in a while we haven't <laughs> seen each other in like three weeks so oh, it's been a while it has shaking it is it i think it's my turn you picked last yep. time yep, it's your turn. um hmm i'm gonna say Let's say heads. Okay. Heads. Oh, and it's tails. Oh, you get to go first. All right. I will go first. Entertain me. Okay. So this one is kind of entertaining. Um, I figured after like a few episodes of like kind of history laden conspiracies, some of which were kind of dark and horrific. uh, I figured I'd kind of talk about one that's a little bit more lighthearted and honestly almost borders on a cryptid at this point. So I'm going to talk about the king of conspiracy theories, baby, Elvis Presley, and how he's still apparently alive. Cool. So, oh, neat. Elvis lives. Yes. So th- this is one that, like, I wasn't really planning on talking about. Um, but, like, as I was doing research for other ones, this was something that came up. And I was like, you know, I may not get a lot out of this, but it would still be a fun one to talk about. So, mm-hmm. okay. So... Although it's not 
really like historically laden like the last ones that I've done there is still a little bit of history to it um as we all well know Elvis was a famous singer and actor often referred to as the king of rock and roll um he led a very prestigious and oftentimes controversial career uh, until his untimely death at the age of 42 in August or on August 16th of 1977 so he, I didn't realize he died so young I thought he was a lot older than that I thought he was mm-hmm. in his like 50s or 60s yeah, no, he was he was very young. He was yeah. ten years older than me, which that's terrifying. I know, I know. Oh my gosh, when you have like friends that are that age, and you're just like, mm, that's that's very strange. Yeah, it is. Yeah. It really it's is a strange feeling. It it's really very is. morbid. It is. So, um, officially, his death was stated as cardiac arrest. Though other rumors and reports quickly spread that his death was caused by anaphylactic shock from codeine pills which were prescribed by his dentist that he had a known allergy to. Um, Polypharmacy was another um, supposed cause of death, which is the mixing of multiple prescriptions, um, with one report saying that there was a cocktail of 14 different drugs in his system. Whoa. And another one stated that a mixture of nervous system depressants, an enlarged heart, and his previous drug use is what killed him. Mm. So those three things kind of coupled together. Like he had depressants an enlarged heart because he did not he he was not known for eating very healthy um in didn't fact, think so no, no. in no. fact burger king was his favorite fast food restaurant <gasps> oh which oh. i i'm not one to judge um a lot of my friends have recently come found out that mcdonald's is my favorite fast food restaurant Uh-oh. I, I literally had a friend tell me that they thought i was too classy for that and i was like this is my guilty pleasure i really like mcdonald's <laughs> some, oh some of my gosh like a lot of my friends thought it was going to be taco bell which don't yeah, get me wrong yeah I, I like taco bell and a lot of my friends were like you know you love mean girls so much you must love taco bell right and i'm like actually it's mcdonald's that's my favorite yep. It's you and your dirt McFlurries. I, I, that's if the you know if the machine's not broken. We <laughs> could do a whole cons- right. We could do a whole conspiracy theory episode about <laughs> the McDonald's ice cream make or machines being broken. Oh, I bet. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure you have plenty of opinions on that one. I have oh my so gosh. many. I just want my Shamrock shakes, but the ice cream machine's broken. Anyway, that was a rabbit trail. But anyway, so yeah, he he did not eat healthily. And then, yeah, he used drugs. So, like, those three things could have possibly killed him, too. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, when his autopsy case was reopened in 1994, almost 20 years after his death, though, it was determined once and for all that a sudden heart attack caused by years of drug use and high cholesterol is what killed him. So, mm-hmm. yes, it was cardiac arrest. Um, so, despite these controversies arising, it wasn't until after his death, however, that our conspiracies really started to unfold. So there were different conspiracies about what caused his death, but we're not really going to talk about those. We're, we're more talking about him not actually being dead. But but those do kind of play into it because a lot of people say that the reason that nobody could make up their mind about what killed him is because he wasn't really dead, hmm. if that makes any sense. I see. So I those see. are kind of the foundation of what led to the conspiracies we're going to get into. I see. So uh, the main theory is... The main conspiracy is that Elvis faked his own death. However, the reasonings why or behind why he would go to such lengths differ. Um, at his funeral, a mere two days after his death, which was, let's see, I forgot what, so August 16th, so the 18th, 
Hmm. Um, videos show pallbearers carrying Elvis's coffin down the aisle. They appeared to struggle due, the, due to the coffin itself weighing about 900 pounds. Elvis himself at the time of his death weighed about 250 pounds or 113 kilograms. I don't know why I didn't put the coffin um, in mm. kilograms too, but mm. I, How dare you. Mm. I, I can, I, in the rest of this, I put everything else into kilograms, but that one I didn't. Um, so in the coffin, which was made out of copper could have weighed anywhere between six to 800 pounds, which is 272 to 362 kilograms. I've decided to start putting kilograms in here more frequently just because we have so many listeners across the pond. We do. We have international listeners. I, I hope you guys enjoy it. I need to be, we need to be catering to them a little yep. bit more. Yeah. Um, so, so that math does kind of add up, um, 250 plant pounds plus, you know, about anywhere from six to 800 pounds could equal about 900 depending on the size of his coffin. Um, however, conspiracy theorists say that the reason the casket was so heavy is because it was loaded with a cooling unit meant to keep wax figures from melting in high temperatures. So, because Elvis oh. had an open casket funeral. Oh, yeah. And, and a lot of people were stating that that was a wax figure. Oh. Um, many people, like I said, many people believe that. According to his cousin, Gene Smith, or Elvis's cousin, Gene Smith, he said that the body looked a little off. Uh, a direct quote said, his nose looked kind of puggy looking and his right sideburn was sticking straight out. It looked about an inch. And his hairline looked like a hairpiece or something was glued on. Another thing that bothered Smith was Elvis's hands, which were normally calloused from years of playing the guitar, were very smooth. Other attendees of the funeral also noticed that the body appeared to be sweating, which isn't something a dead body is typ typically capable of doing, but could happen to a wax dummy. Oh, now that's interesting. Oh, I wonder what would... Now, what city was it in, though, that, that they had the funeral? Oh, this would have been, um, I think this was in Graceland, which is in yeah. Mississippi. Yeah. Hmm. I don't know. Condensation could probably... Uh, Condensation could absolutely, you know, yeah. just like rest on the body if it's colder, exactly. you know, than it is outside. Hmm. Um, not to mention, like, all the... I'm not surprised. Like, just coming from a family that is, you know, like my dad's a minister and, um, having to go to a lot of funerals and stuff like that. I've, I've spoken to a lot of funeral directors and one of my close friends, her father's a funeral director. So I, I know little bits and pieces of how they dress the bodies and stuff like that for mm -hmm. open casket funerals. And they do a lot of work on them to include mm -hmm. hair pieces and, mm -hmm. you know, um, sewing things shut and, mm -hmm. It's kind of gross, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah. So the bodies aren't going to look, they're, they're going to look a little off. That's that's mm -hmm. just kind of the mm -hmm. part of it. Not to mention bodies bloat. Exactly. Um, which, yeah. which can make calloused hands look smoother because, you know, they've, the, the fingers have bloated, you know, which kind of, when you it's kind stretch of like, wait, the you know, skin, it, it removes calluses. It's, it's, yeah. a lot of things happen when a body dies and it's like and listen karen decay. if you're going to complain about it, well, the way a body looks at a funeral maybe like double check the fact that you're like at a viewing of a dressed up dead body yeah, yeah. like and admit to yourself that this is gonna look a little strange yes. to begin with so yes. they are, yeah they are very strange they're not going to look natural because honestly if they did look natural they wouldn't look good 
Mm-hmm. You know, that's, that's exactly. The, exactly that's the thing. If you were, we're still saying goodbye to something that's leaving. If you were, if you were at an open casket out. funeral with a body that hasn't been touched up since it died two days ago, it's going to show really gross signs of death and decay. That's hmm. just part yeah. of a body's decaying process. So it's not exactly. going to look, it's not going to look great is. no matter what. So it's, it's either going <laughs> to not be good looking from natural reasons, or it's not going to be perfect looking from, you know, funeral home work. So you can't have both. Exactly. Either, it's not going to look like a live body. You. It's not going to look you. like a live body. I'm yeah, sorry. Exactly. <laughs> it's not going to look the same. He's not going to look the no. way he did in at that performance when you funeral saw him. Home, no. Funeral exactly. home directors and morticians, they do such an amazing job with what they're given, you know, and, and I, I give them so much credit because I could not do that. But they, they do really good work and they, they do a lot more than people realize. So mm-hmm. this is in no way dissing them that it doesn't look like a natural dead body. They do the best they can and, you know, thank you to them, I guess. I, that was a really weird tangent and soapbox I got on, but I'm here for it. So You can hop down now. You can yeah, continue. I'm sorry. I tripped a little getting down <laughs> off of that one. Okay. Um, another thing that people use as evidence for his death being a hoax is his headstone. Um, although throughout most of his life, Elvis's middle name was Aaron with one A, so A-R-O-N. His headstone spelled Aaron with two A's. So A-A-Ron, you know. Oh. Yes. So, but his name was spelled just one A, Aaron. Mm-hmm. So, um, according to unofficial channels, though, the reason his parents decided to spell his middle name with one A was to honor his stillborn twin brother, whose name was Jesse Garen Presley, spelled G-A-R-O-N. I didn't know that Elvis had a stillborn twin brother. But apparently I didn't know he, that either. Apparently he did. Yes, Very he had a, a, tw- a stillborn twin brother whose name was Jesse Garen Presley. Hmm. So, um, so according to you know unofficial sources, they you know made Elvis's middle name Aaron with one A to honor the Garen from his twin brother. Elvis middle Aaron name. Presley. Yes. Interesting. So. Um, theorists claim that this misspelling of his middle name on his tombstone was his not so subtle way of letting us know that he was actually alive. Hmm. Now, in reality, however, Elvis mentioned to his father in 1966, so 11 years before his death, that he wanted his middle name to be spelled the biblical way with two A's and insisted on it being changed going forward. He even went so far as to go get it changed legally, only to find out that the doctor who had written his birth certificate had spelled it that way by mistake, and his name was already legally spelled the way he wanted. Ha! So there is no mistake. It is... No. Now, no. oh, so, interesting, yeah. interesting. Then, yeah, and then when he died, his father was the one that chose to spell his middle name with two A's on the tombstone, as he knew that's what Elvis would have wanted. That's very cool. Well, yeah, that's nice of his dad. Right? Wow. Yeah. So, okay, so now we're going to get into the sightings, and this is kind of where I get to do like my cryptid sort of stuff, <laughs> because honestly, at this point, Elvis sightings have borderline become a cryptid that's so true (laughs) so true so true so the first sighting was actually on the day of his death so on the afternoon of august 16th 1977 a man who looked suspiciously like elvis purchased a one-way plane ticket from memphis international airport to buenos aires argentina 
Uh, the name he supposedly gave when purchasing the ticket was John Burroughs, which was the same pseudonym Elvis gave when he booked hotels for himself. Ooh. Yes. So, and Memphis was where Elvis was living at the time of his death, too. Now, that seems a little obvious, though. Right. Why would the most famous person, like one of the most famous people on the planet at the time, go to his hometown airport to book a flight under a pseudonym that he commonly gave out? Yeah. Yeah. Not to mention it's been found out that the Memphis International Airport wasn't an international airport at that time. So there were no international flights going out to Argentina at that time. Mm. Mm. But but that Impossible. sighting has been floating around since then. That's funny. Right? That's very funny. Not possible, but Not possible, funny. but interesting. <laughs> um, the second sighting comes from later the same year on December 31st of 1977. A photo was taken at the pool house in Elvis's home of Graceland by a man named Mike Joseph, who was visiting Elvis's family. Years later, Mike happened to be studying the photo with a magnifying glass and happened to see a shadowy figure in the doorway who looked an awful lot like Elvis himself. Kodak experts confirmed that the photograph wasn't doctored and was authentic. Elvis's good friend Joe Esposito went on Larry King Live, though, in order to debunk the rumors and stated that it was more likely Al Strada, another so associate of the Presley family. I'm actually, I have a picture of that. Oh, and I'm going to show you. Ooh. I don't know why he's in just the bottom half of the oh. door frame. That's creepy. It means like he's sitting on the ground looking out the bottom window yeah. of the door. It's kind of creepy looking. I don't like it, but you know. That is very strange. Ooh. Yeah. So, yeah, so that's interesting. The next sighting comes from 1984. In 1984, Larry Kolb was photographed with Muhammad Ali and was mistaken for Elvis. Um, Larry Kolb was a friend of Elvis and so was Muhammad Ali. Um, but like I said, so people mistook Larry for Elvis, even though this was, you know, many years after his death. Um, Larry even produced a color copy of the photo in order to prove that it was him and not Elvis, but people still disagreed. And even Ali himself, who was a life or a longtime friend of the King said, that's my friend Elvis when questioned about the photo. <laughs> oh my gosh, that is bizarre. How weird is that, right? In 1988, a woman named Louise Welling from outside of Kalamazoo, Michigan, claimed to have seen Elvis in line at the local supermarket wearing a white jumpsuit, obviously. Oh, and clearly, yes. That's exactly <laughs> what he would wear if he was, like, trying to hide from the public. Right? I'm going to wear my signature white rhinestone jumpsuit to the supermarket to buy an electrical fuse, no less. No. So, you know. Um, she had her daughter follow him and then watched him eat Whoppers at the Burger King nearby. Uh, <laughs> in an interview with the Los Angeles Times in 1993 to promote his Elvis-themed cookbook, author David Adler said, What gives this account eerie credibility is that Burger King was by far Elvis's favorite fast food chain. Oh, that's the eerie credibility, huh? That's the eerie credibility. I Not see. the rhinestone jumpsuit, no. but or the fact that it looked like him, but the fact that no. he was eating at a Burger King. That's it. So Um One of the weirder sightings on this list, I know, out of all of the weird sightings we've already talked about, this one is probably by far the weirdest. Uh it comes from the nineteen ninety movie blockbuster hit Home Alone, starring Macaulay Culkin. Oh. 
Apparently in the scene where Kevin's mother is stuck at the Scranton airport trying to buy a plane ticket back to her son, you can see a bearded man over her left shoulder wearing a turtleneck and sports jacket who bears an uncanny resemblance to Elvis. I'm not even kidding. People think that Elvis is an extra in Home Alone. Why? Why, if he was hiding from everybody, would he go be uh, like be an extra in a movie like Home Alone? I don't know. I don't know. Oh, guys. Yeah. Guys. So in a 2016 interview with the director, Chris Columbus, he said, if Elvis was on the set, I would have known. Yeah. Uh, The movie extra was ultimately found to be Gary Richard Grott, who knew Chris Columbus very well and appeared as an extra in many of his movies. Mm. So it definitely, definitely was not Elvis. Yes, definitely was not Elvis. So uh, during the summer of 2016, a video was posted to YouTube that shows the current groundskeeper of Graceland and many believed it to be Elvis himself hiding in plain sight. I have heard that. In the video, we see a man with gray hair wearing a ball cap and an Elvis week red T-shirt as he fiddles with a wire and then gives the peace sign before wandering off. And many people said that giving the peace sign was actually like numerology and was him like giving us a signal that he's actually Elvis. Right. Uh, This theory was quickly debunked, however, when somebody interviewed the employee and it turned out to be a a man named Bill Barner. Oh, poor Bill. Oh, Bill's not Elvis. Mr. Barner, that's not Elvis. (laughs) So now this one is the most interesting because as far as I can tell, it so far has not been debunked. And one of the details about it makes me suspicious. But okay, so this one comes from January of 2017. So in the beginning of January 2017, a photograph surfaced online of another silver haired man surrounded by armed security guards at Graceland on Elvis's 82nd birthday celebration. Fans speculate this was Elvis once again in plain sight. Oh, wow. The fact that he was surrounded by armed security guards is kind of interesting. Yeah. That's... You know. But at the same time, if you're going to hide, I feel like you would leave all of that behind. You wouldn't even bother with that. I feel like that would just draw attention to you if you had like bodyguards with you. True. That is also very true. But I can actually show you that picture. Hang Ooh. On. Yeah, because I have that one. You know, I mean, okay, so I'm... I say that I'm going to post these to the social media, but I still, I have not done that. I'm really doing bad at my New Year's resolution. You know what would help? What would help is if we could get uh, like a, a, a social media management app. And you know how we could do that is if you guys go to our Patreon and help us out a little bit. Yeah, that, that might actually help us out help. because <laughs> I'm just so bad at remembering. I'm we can so be better bad. about our social media if you guys help us out. And I need to remember because I've got all these pictures just sitting here and I always forget to post yep. them. And then by the time we get to record the next episode and I'm like, oh, I need to post these. I'm like, uh. I have like pictures from three episodes ago and it's like does anybody even want to see those anymore i imagine I feel they do bad. i'm well never people know when they going, got our, their episode yeah people going back and or late you know johnny come lately is probably haven't heard it yet i don't exactly. know i just i feel bad but anyway so i'm going to show you this one so you can see him right here and that's uh that's apparently elvis that's apparently elvis interesting I mean, to be fair, he would be 82 right now. Yeah, and I, that doesn't look like an 82-year-old man 
to me. No, that looks like honestly somebody in their like in their sixties, maybe yeah. early, maybe early seventies. Yeah, yeah exactly. Know. Late sixties, early. Yeah, exactly. Huh. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Hmm. yeah. Does not does not look like don't an think so, guys. Don't think so. But um, so the question though is why would Elvis fake his own death? So there's apparently only two schools of thought on that. One side of the spectrum, theorists believe that Elvis was instructed to fake his own death in order to boost his falling record sales. Because actually, like, prior to his death, his record sales were actually doing very poorly. Like, he really, you know, had started to taper off and his, his record sales just weren't doing well. So, but immediately after his death, as they usually do, record sales spiked up again. Yep. So as they are wont to do. Yep. Yeah. Yep. He little, so. pulled a little Picasso action, or uh, or not Picasso, but um, oh um, Van Gogh. Van, Van Gogh. Exactly. Exactly. Van, Van Gogh or Van, Van Gogh. Gogh. Okay. Yeah. Um. So and then on the other side of the spectrum, some people think that Elvis faked his death in order to enter witness protection to escape from the Memphis Mafia, whom he was in fact known for associating with up until his death. So, so that one does have some credibility to it. I mean, both of them have some credibility yeah. to it, but, um, but yeah, uh, none of this can be proven though, outside of exhuming his body and DNA testing, whatever remains are left to ensure that he is in fact dead though. The chances of that happening are probably pretty slim. I really don't see any of the family or anybody really being interested in exhuming a body, you know, 40 years after it well, let's see 50 years after his death no 40, yeah 40 years yeah. after his death whatever just to just to prove that he's actually dead that that seems i don't think anybody's gonna do that no so um and then either way even if he is still alive he'd be 85 years old right right now so no matter what we won't be having sightings of him for much longer. It's not like he's been making music. He hasn't been up to like what he's famous for. He's been doing his own well, thing. I mean, so let him witness, go do his own thing. If he's in witness protection, I don't imagine he'll, he'd ever be making music again. Exactly. But so but let I mean, him go be in witness protection and go right. do his own thing. And like Leave I said, like I said, at his age, chances are there won't be future sightings for much longer. It's true. You know, I mean, it's It's not like in 20 years we're still going to be hearing about Elvis sightings. You never know. You never know. I I mean, with his diet, I I really doubt that. I mean, from that picture I showed you, that that gentleman also looked a little overweight. So he's probably still eating Burger King. Felt like Elvis should have been older than what he was, and yet we have the images that we do of him before he died. Should tell you that he would have died. Like he would have died at some point around that time, if not around that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. He was not doing well. He was not in great health. So, but yeah. So that's that's my conspirated. Because nice. it's kind of a mixture of both. <laughs> so. Nice. I like it. I like it. But I yeah. have another. It's not my topic today, but I have another conspirated in mind that. Okay. I'm excited for that similar. someday. But yeah, I just wanted to talk about something more lighthearted, um, especially like growing up in the 90s. I saw so many like weekly world news and um, what were those other tabloids from back then? 
like the weekly world news and other ones that, you know, always had like Elvis sighted doing this mundane task in a supermarket in Virginia. And it was just like, you know, right up alongside of bat boy, you know, missing for three weeks. And it's like, Oh my God. So, yeah, so that's, that's Elvis. So very cool. Very cool. I enjoyed it. I loved it. Thank you. Thank you for the lighthearted. Where is Elvis? Elvis lives. Right. That's that's cool. That's cool because I had heard some of those. And thank you for debunking some of them. You're welcome. That's what I'm here for. <laughs> okay, so yeah, we're gonna time. go on our break, um, and then yeah, I'm excited to hear your cryptid this week. So we'll be I'm back. Give you guys a fun name to call somebody. Ooh, even better. Okay, we'll be right back. Okay, so we're back. Back from our break. We are back. 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 So, I have one thing for one been very grateful that this year because my birthday was a couple weeks ago and i'm so grateful that this year i wasn't like this is the year i'm going i'm traveling (laughs) i'm getting the heck out of dodge i'm going like international baby i was like i'm that was the money for it this year that was literally me two weeks before the quarantine oh no i was i was very content with being at home for my birthday and, you know, having a very nice quiet at home, night at home. Um, very glad that I'm not in another country right now and that I had the birthday that I did. Right. Uh, because I, if I could not get home right now, I would be in a lot of trouble. True. That's <laughs> but very I do true. understand the, the wanderlust that everybody's going through. Cause it's like, Oh man, now we've got the opportunity to like, and like flights are cheap. And you can go, but then you're just like putting other people in danger. So just don't, you yeah. know. I'm not but allowed to leave the state. Exactly. Exactly. Like the military, so. we're we're not allowed to leave the state that we're currently wow. stationed in. Um, and then each base decides how far from the base you're allowed to go. I'm not allowed to travel 40 miles outside of the local area. Wow. So wow. I can't go there. anywhere because there is nothing within 40 miles of Biloxi, Mississippi. <laughs> Like there's a couple of small towns, but there is nothing. There's Mobile, Alabama, which is 45 miles away. And then there's New Orleans, which is like (sighs) 78 miles away. So I can't go anywhere. (laughs) You have to stay right there. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. But I'm not leaving my house anyway, so it's fine. Park it, mystery. Exactly. You have nowhere to be. You have nowhere to be. I don't. But it did get me thinking about like, all the trips that I'm so grateful that I have had the opportunity to have. And one of my favorites and one of my favorite memories is uh, from my trip from right after I graduated from college, I got to go out to Maryland to go visit my cousins and, and, uh, and I got to go on some really, really fun adventures, including running through the monuments at the, in the middle of the night, uh, down Capitol mall, super, super cool, dark, really, really fun. Um, (laughs) but, uh, from that, my, and my family lives in, in Frederick, which is, right near Washington, D.C., which is in Frederick, Maryland. And Mm -hmm. so our cryptid actually comes from that area today. Okay. Uh, And Frederick is a a really beautiful American town. It's home to the National Museum of Civil War Medicine. And that's really darn cool. Yeah. It's also the birth and resting place of Star Spangled Banner author and lawyer uh, Francis Scott Key. I've been to his grave. 
That's awesome. Very cool. I have pictures. Uh, and uh, I've also visited his distant cousin and namesake, F. Scott Fitzgerald, and his wife, Zelda's Graves, in another nearby town. And I'm going to post pictures of that, too. That's I awesome. will post those pictures because I like those. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, we're not going to discuss the ghosts of Americans past. No, no. We're going to talk about the new name you're going to call someone when they tell you they're refusing to self-isolate because you can't tell me what to do. Oh, God. I hate I'd Stop it. Stay. Go home. Stay inside. Go home. Stay there. Don't leave unless it's for the bare necessities. We're discussing the Snallygaster. Oh, I've heard of this one. I've never done any research into it, but I have heard of it. This one's really cool and actually had a lot of fun uh, kind of toward the end of the script. It gets like kind of political. It's kind of fun. Oh, okay. So I hadn't heard of it, but apparently it's so well known it even made it into the Merriam-Webster Dictionary under the following definition. It's a noun. It's a mythical nocturnal creature that is reportedly chiefly from rural Maryland in Frederick, Mm -hmm. uh, reputed to be part reptile and part bird and is said to prey on poultry and children. Oh, oh, those are uh, the other white meat. Yes. (laughs) Children, the other white meat. Exactly. (laughs) According to local folklore, the Snallagaster is a dragon-like beast that is said to inhabit central Maryland, the Washington, D.C. metro area, and particularly in the Middletown area of Frederick County, Maryland. Uh, Legend says that it lives in the caves of South Mountain. Okay. It's half reptile, half bird, with a metallic beak lined with razor-sharp teeth. It reeks of sulfur so it's super silent comes like swooping in snatches you out of the air and stuff but you can't hear it but you can smell it Woo. okay Hmm. Uh, it's also occasionally depicted with an octopus like tentacles coming out of its mouth uh you know just when it's feeling fancy okay Mm. Mm. like davy jones yeah exactly i think that's what it's got something in its mouth but um, we'll see but um speaking of fancy though and something i want to get our uh our listeners on board with is during this isolation time Uh let's all partake in fancy fridays okay you have to get dressed you have to put makeup on you have to because sounds like sweatpants are, they're okay like and it's it's you we get to all our time to to be as loungy and and as you know hermity of as we want to be but even if it's just for you just put some pants on just just how like put fancy your... are we talking are we talking putting on like our work clothes or are no, we talking no like, you don't have to go like, like full on work clothes just, like just make yourself feel good like just actually put your makeup so just on whatever regular that means clothes. for you whatever that means for you putting your makeup on do that i don't wear makeup unless it's sammy you know what i mean i want you to spell it out for me god damn it because <laughs> for me I mean. fancy could mean a myriad of things it could mean putting on my work uniform which i don't want to and do i'm not telling you to put your work uniform on it, it could just mean like, like wearing ca- a suit like and tie casual. like put like blue jeans on and like a button down okay i, I am wearing blue jeans right now thank you <laughs> Okay, I well, actually good. put You're on a step real above clothes. A lot of people. I put sure. on real clothes today, good. and so I didn't did I, even see? and I didn't even leave my ha- wait. No, I did leave my house. I went. I had to go get some groceries. Yep. I'm just Grocery saying. Day. 
fancy dress could mean a lot of things to a lot well, then of people. Whatever it means to you, that's what I'm saying. It's whatever it means to you. If it means you're just putting on your nice sweatpants, then you it's fancy Friday, Sammy. Come on. I will put on my gray sweatpants yes, on Friday. That's the spirit. That is the it's spirit. It's fancy in some people's eyes, if you know what I mean. We're still talking about the Snallygaster. God. <laughs> I'm so sorry, guys. You're trapped with us anyway. What else are you going to listen to? This is All what this is what quarantine does to me is it makes me so just out there more than usual. I'm just unfiltered at this point because I I have not had anybody to talk to oh, other no. than calling my parents. Oh no. So we need this to is zoom like, more often. <laughs> this is like the first interaction I've really had in a while, other than my friend and I going bike riding to, you know, get some exercise in. We bike we biked six feet apart, people, don't worry. Mm, but good, we had good. to we had to go out and do something. But it's like I'm not getting the social action, social interaction I need, and I'm going nuts. So, anyway, <laughs> you need to even if you're, even if we're only gonna Skype with each other, we need to participate in Fancy Fridays so that we all feel okay. good. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. Back to the Snallygaster. Yes, I'm sorry, guys. We just reel Sammy back in here. He's not sitting in front of me, <laughs> and it's I'm very okay. much harder to give him the look from this <laughs> I far. I'm not okay. I'm sorry. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> So anyway, the area of uh, Frederick was uh, settled by German immigrants in the beginning of the 1730s. Uh, okay. From early accounts, uh, they describe the community, like the community describes being terrorized by a fearsome monster called the Snellergeist or the Quick Ghost in okay. German. And they okay. think that uh, the Snellergaster is just a mispronunciation of Snellergeist. Okay. The earliest reports mix the half-bird features of a siren with the nightmarish features of the demons and ghouls. He looks... Uh, like, oh, <laughs> I wrote a joke in here and I forgot to put it in parentheses. <laughs> <laughs> so sorry, uh, guys. None of, anyway, neither of us are okay. It's okay. Take that back. Earliest reports mix the half-bird features of a siren with the nightmarish features of demons and ghouls. So he looks like, uh, some of us ladies over the next three weeks or so. Oh my God. Yep. That's a mood. <laughs> That's a mood. It sure is. Big mood. But this is where we get the early descriptions of the metallic many-tooth-beaked and uh, te- tentacles that are usually described. And I'm going to show you a picture at the end because okay. I want your imagination to run wild. Oh, it's going all over the place right now, so go ahead. <laughs> the Snallygaster would swoop silently from the sky to pick up and carry off victims. Some say who would also suck at the blood of its victims. Uh, mm-hmm. cl- uh, the locals claimed seven-pointed stars reputedly kept the monster and other spirit- evil spirits at bay. And you can still find the emblem that's painted on some local barns, like the really, really, really old ones, that, you know, just in case. Okay. Um, and this was something that was common practice at the time in their homeland of Germany that they brought over to Maryland and Pennsylvania that then also kind of spread there. Okay. There was also a little bit of drama in the crypto kingdom at this place this time. Uh, the Snallygaster is said to have an enemy called the Dwayo or the Dwayo. Oh, they have the Dwayo. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the Dwayo is reportedly a mammalian biped with features similar to the wolf, but the stance of and stature of a human, which is, you know, uh, so basically of, like a werewolf. Werewolfish, yeah. Essentially. Uh, these two have apparently been battling it out since the days of the German shuttle- settlement in Middleton, uh, Middletown okay. Valley. Um, 
Then the story in the 19th century eventually kind of started to die off, but then it resurfaced again in the 19th century as a way to start to, like, frighten the slaves that lived in the area. They would okay. say, like, the snally ghast is going to get you. Of and, course. And, you know, yeah. you that's, you know, what slave human, drivers sound like, right? Got to keep your human property in check. Gosh darn. Ah. Our history is so bad. Okay. It is. It, uh. Anyway, moving anyway. on to the 20th century, where it doesn't get any better. Uh, there was a search for... <laughs> okay, yep. Caught me off guard with that one, but you, you're right. Okay. <laughs> there was a surge of reports of the Snallygaster again in 1909. Throughout February and March of that year, local residents described in newspaper articles their encounters with the beast of it, with enormous, enormous wings, a long pointed bill, and claws with steel-like hooks and an eye in the center of its forehead. So now it's a cyclops. Yeah. A duck-billed cyclops. Yeah, exactly. It's a duck-billed cyclops. Oh, God. It also okay. reportedly shrieks like a locomotive whistle. Any guesses what the hell this thing is? A Duckbill cyclops with tentacles in its mouth and a choo-choo whistle in its vocal cords. There is this is sound this is sounding a lot like the Jersey Devil and it being remember an amalgamation of weird. Remember that from episode one? And that's gonna that's you're on the right track. Okay. To me, yep. it sounds like an owl with something in its mouth. <laughs> oh, another owl. Okay. Yeah. So, are we gonna it's find out that this is? Are we gonna find out that this is another like barn owl? You'll you'll see. <laughs> Wherever you it, think it's going, it's going, and then it's not gonna go there, and then it's gonna go somewhere else, and then it's gonna come back again. So, an article okay. in February of 1909 claimed that a man seat was seized by a winged creature, then sunk its teeth into him, drained him of blood, and dropped his body off on a hillside. This story went so viral, quote unquote, for, you know, you know, mm -hmm. similar terms uh, right. that even the Smithsonian Institution offered a reward for the hide of the animal. Spoiler alert. No one claimed the reward. What? That's hmm. what? Why not? Teddy Roosevelt is even said to have considered postponing an international trip. I don't know why we bother calling them international trips because we know they were all just going there to hunt safari animals. Mm, and bring mm -hmm. back trophies mm -hmm. yep. international trip not diplomatic yep. not diplomatic. Uh, to go hunt it down uh basically but we're gonna come back to that later okay why he didn't go i will why he considered in it in the first place i'm putting a pin in that okay so in west virginia reportedly laid an egg mm -hmm. okay okay yeah uh the it, the uh Sneller, Snellergeister was um uh, Snallygaster was found roosting in a farmer's barn and left behind an egg the size of a barrel, uh, which is big enough uh, to catch a horse near Sharpsburg. Uh, that's big. To hatch a horse. Big enough to hatch a horse. Uh, hatch. That's a big egg. It's a big. Well, I mean, not like a full size horse, I would say. But yeah, that's still a really, really like big egg. Like a foal? Yeah. Like that's a still a big egg. Foals are big egg. Foals are big. Yeah. Near, and it was near Sharpsburg. Okay. Poor Sharpsburg. So several states away, too, in uh, a man in Castown, Ohio, Mr. Thomas Har C. Harbaugh, uh, he wrote a letter to the Valley Register about a strange creature that flew over his area making terrible screeching noises. He said it had huge, two huge wings and a large horny head and a tail that was 20 feet long. Again, it sounds like an owl with something in its face. Yep, that really does. It like really snake, does. maybe. I don't know. <laughs> maybe. Maybe an owl eating a snake. 
<laughs> but it was reportedly seen again near Hagerstown, south of Middletown, near Lover's Leap. How quaint. Um, where it is said to have uh, had laid another very large egg there between Gaplin and Burkittsville. Okay. Poor Gaplin. Poor Burkittsville. The uh, last alleged sighting of this was in 1909 in Frederick County, where three men fought the beast outside a railroad station for nearly an hour before chasing it into the woods in Carroll County. And okay. stay out. They they fought with this thing. Yeah. For they over said an they hour. They battled it for an over an hour. Okay. Yeah, at the railroad station. Like, uh. so. Okay. <laughs> That's okay. Mm-hmm. There's more. Uh, okay. These articles but in 1909. These, these articles in 1909 gathered, gathered such fervor around them that the paper started to jump on the Snally Gaster bandwagon, even with the Baltimore Sun and the Washington Post running their articles. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it got to like, it went from like the Valley Register to like, you know, the Washington Post. Like, WAPO was like, find the Snally Gaster, you know. Okay. So they really decided that this is going to happen. We're going to catch this thing. Exactly. But it only lasted for like a little bit of time and then it kind of died off again. Like I mean, maybe about 30 days and then it fell apart. Yeah. I mean, the Jersey Devil was kind of along the same lines of everybody was on board and then it was like, oh, well, we're done. Exactly. So the Sally Castor took a, br- a break after that and then it, he wasn't seen again for the public by another for another 23 years. Okay. Uh, when it did appear, it was in Frederick County again. Go figure. Mm-hmm. Uh, there were reports of a bird-like beast near South Mountain in Washington County. People guessed at the time that the this was the maturation of the eggs that were hatched right like uh you know right 20 years earlier right. in the 1909 full, you know yep. and so exactly yep. so they're thinking like oh yeah you know, the, the old ones died off these must be the new ones that are all mature now gotcha well, look at them grow how cute <laughs> yay ew i remember when you were just an egg exactly <laughs> uh the valley register even encouraged the readers to send in their detailed sightings that they, should they encounter one of the snallygasters mm-hmm. at the time uh two people reportedly saw one in braddock heights confirming the, the previous sighting near south mountain uh the next and last sighting uh last thing heard of the snallygaster was that it was overcome by fumes from a moonshine still and fell into the 2500 gallon vat of alcohol oh well, yeah that's fun yeah they say <laughs> then the bureau uh agents then arrived and destroyed the vat and the carcass inside that we know of so of course, you know, of course they stole it and it is hiding somewhere and we don't it, know where probably it is probably in area 51 exactly which now would be they a have great the time to there have been no alleged reports since then, although that picture Sammy posted to our private Facebook group that you can access by heading to our Patreon group mm-hmm. uh, that looked a lot like the Snallygaster, in my opinion. That uh, the um, that's a whole lot of none of my business with the like Jersey Devil wings. Oh, with, you yeah. Know. I forgot yeah, that I posted yeah. that. But yes. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Exactly. But if yeah. And or also the Jersey Devil it, it, in, the right, in the right light, it looks like the exact same yeah. thing. Right. That was from that was from Arizona, though. Yeah, I'm looking at that. Exactly. Right now. No, I, I remember. I remember. But this thing seems to travel. So that's true. Um, uh, but what what could it be? Right. What what the heck is this thing? So uh, what could it be ser- like other than an owl? <laughs> I don't uh, know. And- what, and then what <laughs> do we have against owls, guys? Like, at this point, I'm pretty sure most cryptids are just owls, as we've discussed they, in a previous episode. Are they just not eagles? It's is, the is fact that the that problem? I think it's like, the fact that like we see them only at night, and usually they're flying past us, you know, poorly illuminated, 
it's just this big white face screaming at us with like these poor big old owls. talons. They're terrifying. They're just they're poor owls. They, they are just poor leave, owls. Just they're but they're not cryptids. You make them into monsters, guys. Jeez. Anyway, so <laughs> could be owls. Could also uh, be another kind of legend. I do like finding these that could be compared to other legends. Uh, the Snallygaster can also be compared to a figure of Native American legends. Uh, con- considering its long tail and its horns, it fits the uh, description of two different um, Native American legends that could also be one and the same. Um, the Mishipeshu and the Piazza. They're two different tribes, two different right um, creatures, like kind of two different areas, but they're kind of like they have very similar descriptions. The Mishipeshu is an underwater panther respected. It's a panther, underwater panther. Right. Uh, respected by the Ojibwa, uh, Ojibwa tribe of Canada. And he's said to roam around the northeastern woodlands in the Great Lakes region. Okay. Uh, this, the other one is the legend of the Piazza, which comes from uh, Father Marquette and Louis Joliette uh, expedition down the uh, Mississippi River on May 17th, in, uh, 1673. So like okay. way early, like way, way early, way like early. expedition days. Right. Uh, the local uh, Menominee uh, Indians tried to tell them not to continue their journey down the river, saying that there were warring tribes on the banks of the Great River and that horrible monsters there may may endanger their lives. Mm -hmm. Uh, They warned of a demon called the Piazza Bird that was depicted in one of two murals painted by the Native Americans on bluffs near the Mississippi River. Okay. And I'm going to show you a picture of that. Ooh, interesting. Okay, let's see what this looks like. Uh, This one. See, like this was this is a like Ooh. this is painted on the wall. Somebody went in and enhanced all the markings of what it would have looked like back then, basically. Right. Um right. it kind of looks like kind of like a manticore. Or yeah. like or like a griffin. Or not a mm-hmm. griffin. Um yeah, a griffin. Yeah, pretty but much. But it's antlers. like more scaly. Yeah, with antlers, and then there's like a weird kind of tail to it, and stuff. And these like long wings, and then like talon hands. It's like yeah. a kind of a weird dragon thing. Yeah. Uh, this is another artist depiction down at the bottom here that I can show you. <laughs> okay, that one looks a little bit notes. more funny. Exactly, one, but <laughs> that one looks like a a rubber chicken that's like mm-hmm. flopped over with two little like bird wings on the top of it, and then an octopus coming out of its mouth. Exactly. That looks really interesting. So anyway, uh, but you want to know something funny about those sightings in 1909 that originally stirred up all that fervor that got all the way up into, you know, Teddy Roosevelt's undies. Um, Mere weeks before the surge in sightings there, the Jersey Devil made his first appearance in the newspapers in New Jersey. Okay. So there was a little bit of competition to sell some papers. Okay. And and so right. uh, apparently the original stories were sensational and they were also apparently fake. Mm. The publisher and editor of the Middletown Valley Register, Mr. George C. Roderick, and a journalist named Ralph S. Wolf revived the old Snallygaster story to boost circulation of their newspaper with a series of terrifying articles about the creature. Those are the articles that allegedly caught the attention of President Teddy Roosevelt. In oh, fact, good old Teddy. He's the he's our favorite cryptid hunting president. He really is. He's done this multiple times. He 
times. Really has. <laughs> He's got a great imagination. Uh, in fact, we can now also talk about Teddy's role in this. He apparently was all ready to ditch that safari trip to go hunt down the beast himself, but mm-hmm. he was stopped because the public was upset with him over spreading fake news. Wow, public wow. outrage actually shamed somebody into doing something. You don't see it that every day. Like, <laughs> uh, but yeah, he uh, uh, decided not to go because apparently the public was like, you're scaring people and this story is fake, man. You need to like drop it because there was enough people with common sense that right. this was probably not real. Uh, but apparently um, National Geographic was even planning on an expedition to capture the beast on camera, but the notoriety of the stories only lasted about 30 days until the public fanfare of the folklore died out, perhaps because of the pressure on the White House to stop scaring the public. Right. Okay. Yeah, that's fair. Exactly. But you might be thinking, what about Mr. Thomas C. Harbour? That uh, the Harbaugh I that was wrote that. the letter of exactly. Yes, he wrote I the was letter that. to the Valley Register about the beast that was clearly an owl. Uh, right. Yes. He must mm-hmm. be a reputable source. No, very reputable. He's, he states away in 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 Ohio, right? But oh, no, right? Uh huh. No. Harbaugh was a buddy of Roderick's and someone who was born and raised in Middletown before moving to Ohio, where he reported the sighting of an owl. I mean, it's now like Snally Gaster. <laughs> oh boy. Okay. So he was yeah. in on the joke. He was in on the joke. So oh, that's unfortunate. And then what about the sightings 20 years later? Yes. Uh, that, that may have been a resurgence of the original believers that they drummed up in uh, the articles drumming up, you know, the news stories. Right, right. Okay. So. Hmm. Interesting. So, is it a myth or reality? I would say it's kind of a mixture because of the Native American stories. I think it may have been a reality at one time, because considering those stories go so far back. Right. Um, and so obviously the sightings were fabricated to sell newspapers later. Right. But, like as clickbait, but they came from... Some, they had a foundation in, you know, Native American exactly. mythology and folklore. Exactly. Right. Uh, even though the, the it seems like the the... Although maybe it was the... German settlers that came over brought the superstition and, you know, that could possibly be it too. over. And then they also, you know, or combined with the Native American yeah, stories a at the blend time. Of the you two know. mythologies. Yeah, exactly. That could possibly be it too. And, but as we know, folklore tends to come from somewhere and maybe the tale was passed down. So, right. yeah. Yep. very interesting yeah i'd heard of that one but i've never really researched it so it was interesting to learn but yeah that was a fun one it's a beautiful area i love frederick it was a beautiful area yeah it does sound very um jersey Mm devil-esque you know where it's just like there a lot of a lot of stuff going on with its description yeah very similar very 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 similar similar. and that kind of yeah amalgamation of weird yeah yeah very very similar locations too like jersey Mm -hmm. and maryland are real close to each other so maybe they're one in the same yeah that's true and but they were also created out of i mean at least the snallygaster was re-brought up as um you know competition for the jersey devil so it makes sense that there was some similarities and like right you know well mine has claws well mine has wings well mine has a horn well mine right. has a cyclops well mine has right. a beak well mine's metal you know and yeah well you know, and so. for all we know they're one in the same creature we don't Could know be. But very good well. interesting so, yes. well thank you for sharing that with me tess thank you I very like much that. That was i cool. hope you enjoyed it and i hope you guys at home enjoyed it as well yes well um any business I, to attend to huh any business to attend you intend to i don't i don't think so um just once again thank you all for listening we really appreciate you guys um Agreed. really appreciate you what guys. you do for us and and for those of us or for those of you who support us on patreon just a, a even bigger thank you Thank you. Um, you guys make this 
even more possible. So just thank all of you. You're, you're so great. Give yourselves like a round of applause, a pat on the back and give yourselves hugs. Don't hug each other. Social distance, yeah. please wash your hands, exactly. wash your Vac- hands. Keep vaccinate your, hands. your kids. Um, hopefully this, the vaccine for, you know, coronavirus comes out and yeah, can let's, all, can at the vaccine. end here, let's, let's get at least a couple of things straight. Okay. There yes. is no toilet paper shortage. Nope. They're just buying them off of the shelves faster than we can stock them. Yep. So just chill out yep. and then they will, will It'll get a eventually backlog come back again yep. and then we're not going to have to worry about it anymore. Yep. So stop, stop by, stop hoarding toilet paper. Mm-hmm. You can be asymptomatic and spread coronavirus that yes, causes COVID nineteen. Please stay yep. inside. Just don't touch anything. The yep. law, the 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 sooner you just sit down, the sooner we're going to be done with this. Yep. yep. Right. The sooner you stay inside and you know just the the less honestly in the in the grand scheme of things, the sooner you just stay inside and deal with it, the sooner it'll be over. Because the exactly. longer that you you know, refuse to go inside and just stay in your house, the longer they're going to make us do that. Also, if the numbers stay low, that's the point. It means it's working. It yes. means we need to continue to do what we're doing. If yes. we let it go, like if let's like saying, you know, oh, I stopped taking the rest of my antibiotics because I started feeling better. Exactly. Like, no, finish it. Finish your antibiotics. Yeah, it's, and it's then, very similar to that. You know, exactly. So yeah. we need to just relax just write it out it, i know maybe, it sucks exactly I know, maybe I know. sammy and i will do some group chats with you guys that might be kind of fun that could be fun yeah yeah, yeah. but yeah I, like, I know it sucks you guys i yeah. know it does as a very extroverted person i miss i miss everything oh, i bet you do i'm going absolutely crazy so it's like i understand but it'll hopefully all be over soon and you know yeah and we can try to do some sort of like live stream or something you know with you guys i might do a couple i'm home i'm I'm not doing much so you know yeah we'll figure something out um we could do some maybe a live stream on instagram at some point where i could get on like the official instagram and invite you to it because you know you can do that on instagram Mm -hmm. two people doing a live so we could possibly do one on there um facebook yeah tess and i'll probably have to do them separately you Mm -hmm. know just because we are geographically separated um, but yeah, we'll, we'll figure something out and we'll, we'll keep you guys posted we'll in the coming weeks. So yeah, yeah. we'll keep you but, guys, keep you guys interested. Um, cool. Yeah. So I think we've rambled uh, enough, but I think so you too. know, just to keep you guys, you know, responsible. We, yep. We're all trying to keep each other accountable. Exactly. So exactly but. we are. And it's what else? I mean, you guys are tired of hearing about it, but I, like I always say, I'd rather hear it twice than not at all. Yep. Yep. All right. Well, once again, thank you guys for listening. We will be back on April 15th. Oh, this is April 1st, by the way, when this comes it out. Is. We didn't we didn't do a fun episode. We didn't. But I mean, mm. to be fair, you guys probably were expecting that. So maybe we'll do it when you're not expecting it. Maybe. I don't, I don't mm. know. I don't yeah. know. I just realized that like a couple minutes ago. I was like, oh, this oh, well. is a first. Okay. <laughs> everybody will will forgive us that it's like this has been kind of a weird year it i really feel like has. all the holidays are just kind of on pause honestly i'm not really sure what's going to happen the day this episode comes out january at february and march have been bizarre 
I'm fully expecting the Snallygaster to come out in full force on April like, 1st at this point. I mean, my marketing <laughs> may be done for me. I mean, right? God, we not have to post any pictures. He may be just front and center. <laughs> Who knows? Who knows? Maybe Elvis will come back. Who knows? Maybe Silver Elvis will single. pop out, you know. Okay. Before right. we just continue, let's just, I'm going to just excuse We're myself. Done. Goodbye. We're done. Good, just Thanks, goodbye. everyone. We'll talk to you later. And don't forget, Big, Big Brother, Brother is, is watching. watching. Thank you so much for joining us for another episode of Conspiracies and Cryptids with Sammy and Tessa. Don't forget to check out our website, www.conspiraciesencryptids.com, for more episodes and other information. And if you're really enjoying what we're doing, check out our Patreon at patreon.com slash cryptipod. That's C-R-Y-P-T-I-P-O-D. There you can find different ways to support us and get some awesome goodies along the way. While you're at it, you can also find us on all of your favorite social media platforms like Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. That's any one of those at Cryptopod. And if you're enjoying our podcast, please think about leaving us a five-star review on iTunes. Leave us five stars and a nice little blurb about why you like us. It helps us to gain some traction and find some new listeners. And while you're at it, don't forget to tell your friends, because our friends are your friends. (laughs) And don't forget, Big Big Brother Brother is watching. watching.